Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to the 32nd ever episode of Chasing the Hustle. And I don't know if you could tell, but my setup is like a thousand times better. I changed it up. And also, Trey changed up his setup. As you can see over here, he's going to switch, I think. He's getting used to this. All right, what's up? I got a new setup. We got a new layout. We're going to be switching through it. Um, So we'll see how this one comes out. I'm excited. You want to talk about our guest, John? Sure, sure. Yeah, we have on today, we have Hallie Smith, a lifestyle content creator with over 1.2 million followers over on TikTok. And she's about to hit around 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. She's doing extremely well. Her content is pretty entertaining, I would say so myself. She definitely tries out a lot of different things. Like, for example, she did a little video series. I think there was like two parts that I've seen. I don't know if it's longer or if it was just those two. But she did a little video where she she kept going to different Starbuckses until they spelled her name correctly. Because for those of you guys who all know about the whole coffee world, the majority of the times when they write your name on the cup, they spell it wrong. They even spell my name wrong sometimes too. So I feel that. but. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to having her on. As am I, John. I have a luxury of having such a simple name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Trey, it's very rarely misspelled. And if it is, it's an A instead of an E. But what? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, people spell my name with <laughs> an A. Um, I've seen it three times, and it's very uncommon. Yeah, I, I'd bet. I, that's not how I would spell your name, but... How would you spell my name, then? How it's spelled? Okay. That's I valid. mean, valid. I, I don't know. If you were to spell it wrong, though, how would you spell it wrong? <laughs> hmm. I couldn't tell you, man. I couldn't okay, tell you. Okay. you. You'd have to catch me or something, but... um, Yeah, really looking forward to this guest coming on. Um, we really want to get into her mind, figure out how she comes up with ideas for content and a bunch of other things. So let's not waste any time and let's just invite her onto the podcast. Alrighty guys. So we have Hallie inside the podcast. Welcome onto the podcast. Once again, Hallie, I do, I really do appreciate you taking some of the time out of your day to come onto the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, talk about content creation. So one thing we like to do for our podcast guest once we so we could start a conversation is um, we like to play a would you rather. I ask one question and we build the conversation from there. Um, so the would okay. you rather I have here is would you rather uh, want the ability to move things with your mind or okay. would you rather want the ability to read people's minds? So I could either move things like physical objects with my mind or read people's minds. Correct. I would say probably move stuff with my mind because if you could read everyone's mind, that might actually not be very pleasant. <laughs> you never know what people are thinking. That's true. Yeah. You see a lot of that on social media in the comment section. There's more people that speak their mind over there. So I guess that just oh, yeah. gives you people kind of a rough idea. People aren't afraid. Yeah, people aren't afraid to say what they're thinking on. For the most part, uh, definitely in the comments. 
I would probably have to do a mix of both, either or, to be honest. I don't know. I, I there's I see that there would be perks for like either or, so I don't know. Certain but, certain situations with I think mind reading, if you if you could turn it on and off, that one would it would be mm-hmm. cool. But if you're just walking around and you hear like people's minds going, then I'd be like, Oh, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds great. So, uh, Hallie, you got over 1.2 million followers over on TikTok and about like mm-hmm. 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. Is social media right now your full-time income or no? Yeah, social media, I do it full-time. Um, I actually had started my own freelance business before I started doing content creation. So once my platforms took off, I just kind of slowly transitioned the type of work I was doing to fit with the work I'm doing on my platforms, if that makes sense. So what kind so of So free- are you still oh so are you still <laughs> doing freelance work and what were you doing then? Yeah, I do actually here and there. Um sorry, gotta scoot my chat a little bit. Um but I was doing before I my minor in college was graphic design. My major was marketing. So I was doing a lot of graphic design, uh content creation for other businesses. Um and so now here and there, I'll still help other businesses with the video for their pages. Uh, but for the most part, I'm transitioning to more so the sponsored video world where I'm posting and making the videos for my platform to promote them to my audience. So how have you been uh, getting sponsorships? Are you just having people reach out to you or are you reaching out to brands or how do you do this? I actually have an agent, uh, so it's called the A-List Me Agency, mm-hmm. and uh, they they handle my brand deals. Uh, but for a while, I was doing it myself. It actually is kind of a lot of work because you have to. It's essentially sales. You're you're reaching out to businesses, pitching your platform, your message, what uh, what kind of engagement you could give them, what kind of work you can do for them. I have actually see so many parallels. Like I don't think people realize how many parallels there are between uh typical freelance entrepreneurship and being a content creator i know one of our previous guests that we had on he he also works with an agency and he said that with them that all they really do is they basically just like respond to emails and stuff does your agency also reach out to other brands and get you deals that way? Or is it just whatever comes in your inbox? Uh, she pitches for me too, yeah. Okay. And have you received a lot of brand deals out of that? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty lucrative. I mean, the nice thing about agencies is that they have connections. So I guess if you're someone, a content creator, or, you know, I don't, I don't know your target audience is you, we're talking to content creators, I'm assuming, or aspiring content creators, uh, going the, the route of having an agent pitch you is they have these connections with brands and they have kind of a roster almost of influencers. So when they're reaching out to these brands, not only do they just have you, they also have a whole roster of people that they're pitching almost sometimes as package deals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one of the perks uh, is that you're not just cold, cold emailing people like you might be on your own if you don't have a ton of connections. Mm-hmm. 
So did you always work with the agency? Uh, no, as I mentioned before, I was doing it on my own before I uh, met or decided to work with A-list me. Now, kind of getting into like some of your income streams. Um, so you have, you know, the creator fund, you have the YouTube shorts fund. I'm sure you're eligible for that. And then also brand deals. Is there anything else that you're using to bring in revenue for your online brand? There are a bunch, there are some things I've dabbled in. Uh, like I'm looking at launching a Patreon here soon. The thing with um, that type of stuff, that is the very entrepreneurial side of content creation. Cause when you have the brand deals and you have an agent doing it for you, you don't really have to do any of the business side of things. Uh, but then when it comes to what other revenue streams can I come up with? It, are you gonna do merch? Are you gonna do a Patreon? Are you going to, I don't know, have a custom product? Maybe like, you know, for example, if I had coffee, I sold coffee, coffee sense right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, I, this is like mirrored. So whichever way is like opposite. <laughs> I got you. Um, but yeah, there's so many different ways you can go with it. Uh, but it's really the world's your oyster. It's like entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So what are these other things that you said that you were dabbling in? I've dabbled in merch. Patreon is my the biggest thing i'm focusing on right now uh, i haven't like announced the launch or anything but i'm working on getting all the packages together and what i might offer through my patreon have you had success with selling merch i know with a lot of creators that sometimes merch doesn't always perform that well just because it's so accustomed to the content creator themselves that a lot of people can't see themselves wearing that and you know mm -hmm. sometimes they're also a little pricey too yeah, merch can be tricky. And what I've learned, it's not a huge income source for me right now. But what I've learned is you have to have some sort of e-commerce expertise to have success with it. Because you, you can't just you can't just say, hey, I have a million followers. Here's a shirt. Everyone's going to buy it. You have to have the marketing skills to be able to get it to land. And you have to put in quite a bit of work to get merch to land. Um, and sh be strategic with it. Like if, if you, um, creators I've seen had, have success with it, they'll have like a big video with a, a catchy catchphrase. You know, a lot of times people put catchphrases mm -hmm. on their shirts and they launch it just at the hot time when everybody's like talking about the, um, whatever the series might be or the catchphrase. That's when I think people have the most success. Personally, I haven't had that type of success yet, but I still have it available because the loyal fans like to, you know, here and there purchase it and feel like part of the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I get where you're talking about that. Cause you could see in some other videos, they're wearing their merch, showing it off even before the launch, yeah. just to get, build the hype. So right. I you have to about. promote yeah. it. You have to be wearing it. You have to like, you have to put a lot of work into it. So mm -hmm. if you don't want to just constantly be talking about merch, then maybe that's not the avenue you want to go. Or maybe you just want to have it there. Like I said, kind of how I do right now, just having it there for the loyal fans. Like, hey, I have merch, by the way, if you want to check it out. Mm -hmm. Is there any content creators that you kind of model yourself after, I guess? Um, There's no specific person that I'm like, 
hardcore, you know, like I want to do that type of thing. But a lot of times I like to look at different lifestyle creators and comedian, comedic creators, because I am going for the angle of a combination of comedy and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I kind of call it entertainment lifestyle, where I'm not just like, hey, come with me to the grocery store. It's like, I'm going to build a challenge into that, make it fun or make it, um, I don't know, so, stuff like that, where there's a, an element of comedy or a challenge built into these lifestyle type activities. What gave you the idea for the um, whole Starbucks video with spelling your name wrong? <laughs> so that actually, before I did the Starbucks videos, I was doing skits uh, about like joking about people saying my name wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, what else can I do with my name spelling? Because like, this is something I've dealt with my whole life. Like, and I feel like it's so relatable because so many people have that problem. So I was talking to one of my really good friends, Courtney. She's uh, actually a climbing YouTuber, but we were talking and I was like, I want to do something where people guess how to spell my name. Like I was thinking going to food places or something. She's like, well, why don't you do it at Starbucks? They already write your name on the cup. I was like, oh, genius. So I did it at Starbucks and that hit big. Like that's probably my biggest series. And that's what a lot of people know me for. So then I carried that on to do it Duncan and the rest is history. <laughs> did you have did you ever have any of those um those companies reach out to you after seeing your video? Starbucks, no. Um I did have some contact with Duncan, but you know, they weren't apparently interested in doing paid advertising. So mm. they sent me For a what? package of a gift box one time. Uh but it, Okay. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Did they just send you like just some free stuff and that's it? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. It? A lot of times the big companies, uh, it's actually my most viral video ever ever on YouTube shorts. Um, it was this like plastic box and inside of it, there was a balloon with confetti in it. And I popped the balloon and the confetti went flying. And then there's like a little note in it. And it was just promoting their popping boba. Um, So it wasn't, I mean, one time actually they did send me before that, they sent me a shirt that said Hallie runs on Duncan. That was kind of cool. But that's cool. Yeah. Is there any companies that like, who's your ideal sponsor? Like who would you drop everything and love to have a sponsorship from? Mm, Good question. Um, I've always loved, well, obviously Dunkin' or Starbucks because those are just, you know, it would be nice to get compensated for my most popular videos, but I get it. Like they're so popular. So many people are doing those types of, you know, using Dunkin' and Starbucks in their videos. Um, There's some random ones that like I use on a daily basis, like Headspace, ClassPass, um, any, any coffee brand that I actually use would be pretty cool um but yeah there's there's not like one huge dream brand aside from the dunkin and the starbucks would you ever so cons- i'm hearing oh so i'm Go hearing ahead, a lot Kay. of coffee talk going on um have you thought about starting your own coffee 
yeah it's yeah it, I actually have you know a lot of ideas around around that but nothing I'm ready to implement that was literally the exact same thing that I was about to say um <laughs> all right um so what do you currently have going on right now for a content creation what, what's the next big series that you're working on actually a podcast I'm oh. working on uh, launching a podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's no. going to be obviously a little bit, it's a different medium of content. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to start, there'll be a separate YouTube channel because there's going to be a video format of it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, podcast coming soon. Cool, cool, cool. Love to hear it. Um, I was looking over on your uh, YouTube account and the majority of the content that you post are, youtube shorts but i saw a handful of like long form videos um have you are you planning on making like a leap for producing long form content as well or not so much yeah i've been focusing on uh getting producing more long form content i actually have a couple of videos i'm working on editing right now so it is something i've i've been working on but it's not like my primary focus right now are you monetized on YouTube for AdSense or no? Yes. Oh, you are? Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. How many long-form videos have you created so far? I'd say... I'm not exactly sure. Maybe like 15, 20. Okay. So when it comes to making all your videos and stuff, are you the one doing all the filming, editing, and writing for all the videos you're making? Yeah, for the most part, I do have an editor that sometimes when I'm really swamped with work, I'll send her my, you know, my footage and she knows my editing style really well. So she'll edit some stuff for me. And then I do have to have, find people to help me film, but I don't have any full time video team yet. But that's something in the works as well. What do you feel like right now some of these social media platforms can improve on? I know a lot of people that we've had on here, they've all had problems with TikTok, like, you know, with the with the ridiculous bans. I've been seeing a ton of people get banned. What would you say that these um well what is one big thing that these social media platforms could improve on to either, you know, help the user experience or even, you know, help out content creators? Definitely for content creators, compensation. Mm -hmm. I mean, aside from YouTube AdSense, like if you're not, yeah, the compensation is not great. Like they're trying to start paying people, but it's really, it's very tilted in the way of giant creators. I think that they need to work on their attention to mid to small size creators. I think that the, the, big, the huge creators, they're fine. They're totally fine. It's the mid to small size creators who kind of take the hit where they're forced to work a bartending job or they're hustling, hustling, hustling to keep up, keep doing their content and also make a living. Mm -hmm. Would you say that, like, I know the majority of content creators, the majority of their income comes from like brand deals and stuff. Does mm -hmm. like, like even like with me, like the TikTok creator fund and stuff doesn't, that's maybe like 5% of my income, maybe. 
for social media. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that also kind of similar with you or no? The TikTok creator fund, I don't even acknowledge it as an income stream. Are you in the creator fund? Yeah, I'm in it. Okay. I see. Yeah, I like I like to look at it as just like, uh, you know, every time I make a video, the little pennies add up and then, you know, eventually I'll mm-hmm. I'll cash out at the end of the month or whatever. And it's just like, a, I see it as a yeah. bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, um, I know you were saying earlier about the freelancing. Mm-hmm. I know you, you probably still do it right now, right? Yeah, I have a couple people I work with uh, on and off and as a needed basis. Do you still find yourself allocating a lot of time for freelancing or not really? Not so much. No, it's more, like I said, I'm moving away from it. So I don't put a ton of time into it. Obviously, the clients I have, I put the dedicated agreed upon time into what we're working on. But I'm not out there trying to search hardcore, uh, do sales processes, trying to get freelance clients. Now, with the podcast that you were talking about uh, starting up, is it, do you just plan on it being you or are you going to have someone else in there with you? It'll be me, uh, but then I'm going to obviously bring on guests here and there, but solo episodes predominantly, and then Mm -hmm. sprinkling in guests as well. Is your social media audience, are they like, are they really engaging? Like, do they like keep up with you? Do you get a lot of DMs on Instagram? Or not so much. Yeah, yeah, I do get a lot of DMs on Instagram. Um, they're very engaged, especially the loyal ones. I like to try to focus on a combination of content that is going to help with virality, like growing my accounts, and then content that's really helping to connect and continue to build those closer knit relationships with the people who are there in it and they're supporting and. They're just trying to, you know, be entertained and get to know more about me and and how they could, you know, maybe become a content creator. What I like, I know I've definitely gotten a bunch of these, but um, what is the what is the craziest thing that has been sent to your Instagram inbox from uh, from, I guess, one of your fans or viewers or whatever? <laughs> the craziest thing. Like good crazy or bad crazy? I mean, it could be either or, you know. I would stick with. I mean, I've gotten some. Wants to worry. What'd you say? I'll say like good crazy, like a like a funny thing that popped up. I've gotten a lot of, and especially when I was first blowing up on TikTok, I would always get pictures of people drawing me, and so there were some that were really good. Like, I remember this one, I was like, how did they do that? And they would, so they would send me pictures of their drawings. <laughs> That's cool. Anything yeah, like, like... what's something crazy, Jonathan? What's something crazy you've gotten? So, like, uh, this was a while ago, but um, someone had reached out to me and they had said that they were going to, like, come to my house and, like, kill me or whatever. And... Oh, my God, that's um, terrifying. I'm sorry. I, uh... <laughs> well... I responded back like super nice and stuff. I was like, oh, I hope you have a great day, blah, blah, blah. And they got so confused because I I binge watch 
uh, Gary V a lot. And one of the big uh-huh. things with Gary V is, you know, empathy and everything. So a lot of the times mm-hmm. I just like to kill a lot of like haters or whatever with empathy. And it's funny because, you know, it, it really, you know, throws them off and they get yeah, because you they're know, like, really wait. confused. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I normally always get a mix because a lot of my content, a good chunk of it is satire. I make arcade videos. Um, okay. Sometimes they're satire. Sometimes, you know, they're not. And, you know, the majority of the time, like probably like 99% of my inbox are just people asking for money. But um, Interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, because uh, I set up different scenarios and stuff inside my arcade machine. So sometimes I'll set up, mm-hmm. you know, like massive wads of money or iPhones or whatever. So, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, that would that would probably I think would be the most craziest i don't know i've gotten some weird ones i guess yeah yeah i i the most common one is people are just like hi how's your day (laughs) i wish i could tell all of you that my day was great (laughs) (laughs) do you actually try to get back to everybody or do you just kind of let it build up there yeah there's no way i i utilize my general dms um kind of you know I check the general ones when I can, and then the primaries, the ones that I'll urgently or get back to regularly. Mm-hmm. How do you um? How do you brainstorm for ideas for videos? Good question. So I get, I actually have this document of just a pile, a huge list of ideas. You might have something similar. I don't know how you do your process, mm-hmm. but um. I always get the most inspired when I'm in a really good mood, I'm calm, and I'm doing something not stressful. So whenever I get stressed, I can't think of ideas. I can't come up with anything. I have to, working out, I'll go for a walk, I'll go for a run, or I'll just go do some sort of workout. Typically outside is always the best. Um, But yeah, that's usually when I can get the ideas flowing. But whenever I'm stressed, the ideas are dead <laughs> do you ever get like like those late night ideas like you'll be trying to go to sleep and then an idea pops up in your head so you gotta yeah I've d- that does happen to me too sometimes not as much but that has happened before for sure that uh that happens to me a lot i'm trying to go to sleep really bad and you know an idea pops up in my head so then i jump up and write it down mm-hmm. and you know, that's probably why I have a horrible time sleeping because that's when all my ideas pop in my head. I'm like, oh, okay. that's a good idea. But, <laughs> so you're like, uh, all right, I'll just try to go to bed and then all the ideas will come to me. <laughs> yeah. It's not good sometimes. <laughs> so with your list, do you ever just get an idea like, that's great, I'm just going to go do that now instead of, you know, putting it on the list or something? If I'm able to, but a lot of times... You know, like if I'm working out, I can't really do it unless it's a talking video or I'm just saying something. But a lot of my concepts have more more goes into them than just like going and doing it real quick. So a lot of times they'll require planning or maybe it'll be the start of an idea and I have to write a script for it or something like that. So if there is a spontaneous quick video, I could do like 
one time I, I found this audio that was, um, you know, the that's not my name audio. The mm-hmm. song, that's not yeah. my name. That's not my name. So I did that one like super quick and spontaneous. I actually performed super well because it was so on brand, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I've done that before. What is, th- this is always a big question that um, I always like to ask creators. I'm curious on what their process is. Um, for example, like with me, when it comes to like producing videos, after I shoot them, um, I I just use a simple editor for the majority of my videos just within my phone. And then um, mm-hmm. I just repurpose it across, you know, different platforms, you know, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Snapchat Spotlight, Instagram Reels, that stuff. It do you kind of do that in a similar way or do you have a different method for, you know, making your videos? I used to edit on my phone. Actually, I would use InShot and then I ran into a multitude of problems. Number one, iCloud would max out and there was nothing I could do. And it was like breaking my phone, my phone. I almost lost everything twice. Um, so then when that happened, I was like, all right, we got to do something about this. And I was also having problems with my hands, like my wrists. I was literally wearing a wrist brace to edit my videos because it hurts so bad to hold my phone like that for so long. So I transitioned to, I edit them or I film on my phone. I airdrop it to my external hard drive and then I edit on my laptop now. So I have everything in a safe spot my hands aren't breaking anymore. <laughs> and uh, I, I like that system a lot better. I batch my time with it because I do the filming and then I do the uploading and I do the editing. So it's kind of a step-by-step process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, uh, I can relate. Be- before I even got into TikTok, I uh, literally maybe like three months prior before I got into TikTok, I had gotten like, at the time, it was like an iPhone XR. This was back in like 2020. And I didn't think I was going to be producing videos on my phone. I made YouTube videos for a long time. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't shoot on my phone. I have a camera set up and everything. So mm-hmm. I literally got like a 64 gigabyte XR. <laughs> and when I started making TikTok videos, you know, it, it really does fill up a lot of space up on your phone. Yeah. And And it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe like two months ago i was like yeah I, i'm gonna need to get a new phone so when uh when apple was like how much storage would you like i was like give me all of it <laughs> so i got like half a terabyte on my phone so i don't think i'm gonna run into that problem anytime soon at least i i, mm-hmm. I hope not yeah i had i got actually i still pay for it because i still have so many videos on there but uh, two terabytes of icloud the problem is, is if your phone storage isn't big enough at a certain extent, even if you have them up in iCloud, they're still taking up some space on your phone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> I know what kind of brought up the whole thing about, you know, repurposing content across other platforms. Do you, um, Have you like messed with like Snapchat, Spotlight, Facebook Reels, any of those? Facebook Reels and Snapchat Spotlight, not so much. I did, when they were incentivizing you to post on Snapchat Spotlight, mm-hmm. um, I posted a few of my Starbucks videos and like 
maybe five of them went viral and then all of a sudden the rest just got like 30 views and I didn't like the interface and I was super overwhelmed posting already to Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. So I stopped doing Snapchat Spotlight, but I actually have been recently thinking that I should maybe give it another shot just because I have so much content now that I could just put on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook Reels I've been wanting to test as well, but I've been ramping up Instagram Reels. so that Facebook Reels will probably come next too. Yeah, uh, we had someone on the podcast by the name of Dominican John. And, you know, he, he's the one that got me to jump onto Facebook Reels. And the only reason why I didn't before is because I thought, you know, if I'm posting, you know, short form content over on Instagram, if I'm posting Instagram Reels, it's going to get pushed out in the Facebook ecosystem as well. So mm-hmm. what's the point? And then he told me, well, you know, when someone sees your your content over on Facebook, it only leaves them with a handful of things to do. And the the key thing that they're not able to do is following you. And mm-hmm. if they don't have a uh, Instagram account, of course. So mm-hmm. I just started, you know, a page with reels and it's it's been popping off. So I'm I'm really glad, you know, he told me to jump on that. And and I know the uh, Facebook reels, they do have a bonus as well and mm. their bonus is also really high like mm. um i want to say it's like two to three dollars per thousand views on your short form videos oh wow yeah maybe i'll need to jump on that because having that you know a library of content it's just taking the time to actually upload the content or schedule. Yeah, a, can you schedule them on Facebook no, Reels? That, that's what I was just about to say. That's the one thing that sucks with a lot of these platforms. Some of them, they don't have a good video scheduling software. TikTok doesn't. That's what Instagram I love doesn't. about YouTube. Yes, yes, yes. That's, it's so nice. Just schedule it. Oh. Yeah. I mean, TikTok has it, but it's on website and you, you're missing out on like a ton of features. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Yeah. I remember when they first announced that I was like so excited. And then I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And straight up TikTok's analytics just in general are very garbage. They are very garbage. I don't even look at them. It's probably bad. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty bad. (laughs) Um, I do. I do. Just not as much as I should. Okay. Uh, But going back into spotlight you you said you got some uh viral spotlights back when it was popular when i guess they mm-hmm. had the the one million dollars per day on spotlight mm-hmm. were you eligible for payouts for those or no yeah i did get one payout for the one? however many videos i posted <laughs> you know how much and it, it was, was, it was actually pretty significant it was like five thousand dollars and there was um I was talking to this one guy. He he was like, "Yeah, I just got like sixty thousand dollars from Snapchat." I was like, "What? That is life changing." <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah, the uh, I have quite a few buddies that do like just Snapchat Spotlight full time. Like, I mean, the the income now for Spotlight it's still there, but it isn't as significant as it was before. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the way I had found out about Spotlight is. Back early 2020, there was actually a guy that reached out to me asking if he could like buy the rights to some of my TikTok videos so he could repurpose oh. them over on Spotlight. 
And I was like, you know what? I'm good. And then I went to go repurpose the videos myself. And I was only able to get one. But, you know, the payout was nice. I just wish I was able to, you know, get a bunch. Because one of my buddies, he got like 50 grand off of one spotlight. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's insane. How'd you how how'd you stumble upon Spotlight? I was on Clubhouse. Have you heard of Clubhouse? Yeah. I was on Clubhouse and that's all anyone was talking about in the content creator rooms. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this. It sounded a little sketch though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't with the million dollar thing, yeah, I didn't believe it at first. Um I was like there's no way this is real. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Until I started seeing people actually getting paid, I was like, "Wow, I guess it's because it is." Mm-hmm. And the payment process now—I don't know if you remember what it was like before—but the payment process now is, I believe, you receive your funds within like two weeks. That's nice. Yeah, before it was like like closer to like two to three months. So. Okay. Yeah, you're selling me here on Snapchat Spotlight. I feel like they're very creator focus and I got that vibe before I just I didn't feel like it was gaining me as much in terms of audience at the time Mm. well I mean since like like whenever I move over to a new platform that's you know introducing their whole short form vertical content and then they add the whole income aspect to it as well I normally just Mm -hmm. start off with like my most viral videos i just download them without the watermark and then once Mm -hmm. i'm kind of like up to date then whenever see now i'm pretty much up to date with all the platforms so now whenever i make videos i literally just dump them off and it's not really like um i just kind of mess with different times for like spotlight and stuff all the other platforms i kind of have like a i guess like a schedule for like posting like i normally Mm -hmm. post at this time or whatever yeah gotcha have you um i know i kind of found you through the whole youtube shorts group um Mm -hmm. have you met any cool people through there or no I met, I think I did meet one creator and we did a collab. Yeah, Mrs. Bench. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's the fidget toy uh, girl. Mm-hmm. She was like fidget toys. Um, so we did a collab and actually performed really well. She sent me a box of fidget toys, a huge box of fidget toys. And I made a video oh, wow. on it. That's cool. Um, so yeah, that was, I haven't been to those in a while though. They're always at a time that I can't go to. Really? Yeah. You what? What do you mean the time that you can't go to? Like they're always at four p.m. and I always have meetings then. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah, I get that. And a lot of it's annoying too because it's uh, it's all like done through like it like California time, so sometimes yeah. it throws me off because yeah, uh, it doesn't I... always update on the emails. Mm-hmm. but yeah like for like for this podcast for the whole scheduling process that we have 
when you scheduled your time, it normally converts for us. So that's why I was asking you because sometimes it's messed up in the past. Yeah, yeah. And then it throws me off and I'm like, wait a minute. What? So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it can be confusing. Um, What did you think of your YouTube Shorts gift that they sent everybody? The cereal? Mm-hmm. I loved that. I thought that was so fun. And it actually performed really well for me on my channel. Yeah, I saw that. 2.1 million views. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It keeps growing. Like when I, sometimes I, you know, the old videos, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, wait, when did it get to that? The older mm -hmm. videos when they take off. I will say the one thing that I wish with YouTube Shorts, I wish the analytics were a little bit more split because I make long form content and short form content on my main channel. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it kind of merges within the viewership. I wish there was a tab where you can convert YouTube shorts and you see all the analytics for shorts and then you just switch and then it goes to, you know, long form mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, I'm sure we'll do that eventually. But yeah, that would be nice. Do I haven't have... had too much of that yet because I haven't done a ton of long form, but I can mm -hmm. see that becoming an issue. You know, and I'm kind of surprised that I don't see more like long form content on your page like especially because that you know long form content brings in significantly more income mm -hmm. my viewers just you know if i do long form it's gonna take more promotion getting people accustomed to it because my viewers just watch short videos like mm -hmm. i do yeah it's just it's just how my audience views content mm -hmm. well i know that with the whole shorts that if they subscribe to you and they've only seen your shorts, they don't get pushed to your long form stuff. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that that's actually what I did back in uh, last year in December. I was just focusing. I, I was still posting shorts, but I was putting out like a couple long form videos every week and then eventually kind of one hit. So I have an audience from that as well. That's mm, how I was gotcha. able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is it's it's going to be building almost a separate audience. Yeah. And then also funneling. I think you funnel people. It's a low percentage, but you do funnel people from shorts that become loyal viewers of anything you post. Mm -hmm. I've tried little tricks with that kind of stuff, but I haven't really had much success. Like I'll make like a, a little short video that, kind of ties in within the long form video and then i'll leave the link for the long form video in the pinned comments on youtube mm -hmm. but i've, done that I've too. tried all sorts of stuff but it doesn't really do all that much yeah it doesn't do you uh mess with uh youtube features like the community tab or the story tab yeah i use those all the time that's one of the reasons i love youtube the most out of all the other platforms i like that the story tab always i, I always like posting on there because i always just gain subs just from that yeah same cool same i'll get like 300 a week from that if i'm posting consistently mm -hmm. what is your uh what's your thoughts on um the tiktok stories that just got released a little bit ago uh, I've been I've been playing around with them. 
at first I was like, nah. But I do think that it's something to communicate with your audience because one of the things that frustrated me about TikTok is like, I have this audience, but I can't reach them. Like, how do unless I'm producing a video, like there's no way that I can quickly just be like, hey guys, blah, blah, blah. I just did this or a quick behind the scenes. It's, there's nothing really to do that. I guess the story is what they're trying to do that with, but it still doesn't feel like that, if that makes sense. Like it still feels like more work. Like, I'm not going to just snap. I just don't feel inclined to snap a quick picture and post it on my TikTok story. It just feels weird. Yeah. And the whole way they promote stories to me doesn't really make any sense. Like, it gets pushed out to people's FYPs. So basically, like, how I should see the whole story thing is kind of like when you post it... you should have a high percentage of your audience that sees it. And I feel like there should be like a whole separate tab for it. Agreed. I think like right now it's almost the same concept where if the story isn't going viral, no one's seeing it. I mean, it shows it to, I guess, maybe the people that look at your content all the time. I don't know. I I don't know how it works because weirdly, I've posted stories and people I've gotten a few comments of people saying, Oh my gosh, Hallie, I haven't seen you in so long on here. You're finally on my FYP again. I'm like, what? Like that's so (laughs) random. I don't know. I haven't seen much success with messing with the TikTok stories. How I kind of see it as is it's like, I want something to where I can just post something and announce it like a normal story. You know, it'll get, normal Mm -hmm. reach like how my account should but the stories kind of act like if you know i just announce something just like that pick up my phone announce something it'll just flop like any normal if i were to post it as a tiktok video Mm -hmm. right exactly then uh what's your thoughts on the whole 10 minute videos i I'm personally probably not going to post 10 minute videos unless I'm repurposing the content from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't see it working on the for you page. Like if mm-hmm. I'm on the for you page, I'm not on there to watch a 10 minute video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like the story where it would need a, it's separate, it's own separate area. I think that long form Long-form content consumption and short-form content consumption aren't done in the same way. Yeah. Like, when you're watching short-form videos, you don't want to be watching one video for 10 minutes. You're trying to get a bunch of quick dopamine hits, (laughs) which is basically what happens. Like, all these other, you know, big variety of videos where the long-form, you may be I don't know if I'm watching a longer YouTube video, I put it on my TV while I'm doing something or I'm sitting down, taking a break and watching a longer video. Yeah, I feel the exact same. I don't see how something like that would convert well on TikTok. I don't know. But apparently my co-host here, he just sent me a message the other day saying that he watched a five minute video and didn't realize it. So I don't know. There's that. I got to explain that. Um, so 
I, I agree. I just go on TikTok to swipe. But I, I think the 10 minute videos, they could work, but it has to be a well made video. So it has to have a storyline, plot. It has to be done mm-hmm. right to keep your, your intention the entire time. But I think for most people who try to make a 10 minute video, they won't just, um, they'll just swipe in the first three minutes or two minutes, mm-hmm. depending on the person. Um, well, yeah. What was yeah. that video about that got your attention, Trey? Video editing. <laughs> oh, okay. I was talking about how to keep someone's attention for such a long amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> how ironic. So I was like, it was very ironic. And I was like, I'm going to rewind it. And I saw it was about a five minute video. <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. <laughs> i watch i mean there's this one creator he makes very cinematic like when you watch his videos you feel like you're watching a short film they're so cool mm-hmm. but usually when i want to watch his content i just go to his page and i'm prepared to watch longer videos mm-hmm. that's true that's true. But I think, like, if you saw his name on the For You page, you would yeah. know it's going to be a longer video. So you'd be right, like, oh, okay, exactly. this is good content. I'll, I'll watch this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a harder, it's harder to navigate. Not just anyone can do a 10 minute video. Yeah. No, I think videos like that, you're definitely going to have to put some time and effort into those. And only certain people will be able to take off with those longer videos. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it's something for everyone. No. No, making long form videos is a whole nother skill set versus mm-hmm. shorts. It is. Mm-hmm. Especially on TikTok, it's all vertical. It's not horizontal, so it's going to make it even harder. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, to kind of wrap things up here, um, let's just say we we invite you back onto the podcast like a year from now. Where do you... Where, <laughs> we're going to use this as like a look back. So where do you see yourself, you know, a year from now on social media? What, what do you got planned? What what do you want to hit? I I definitely want to hit a million on YouTube. That's Mm -hmm. the next big goal. I have my silver plaque right here. Got to get the gold one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, TikTok, I would like to get some traction again and, you know, figure out what that next big hit series is going to be that resonates with my audience and get that to 2 million. Uh, Instagram, 50K. If we're talking numbers, straight numbers, that's what Mm -hmm. I would tell you. Um, In terms of, you know, not so, I don't know, analytical terms. I would say my podcast is launched. I'm feeling super excited to, you know, keep creating. I'm doing more in-person stuff. That's one thing that I really want to get into is more like being on a stage, whether I'm speaking or, you know, whatever it may be, in-person live stuff. Uh, but yeah, I I think that would be, that's a good idea. It'll be cool to look back on. We'll see in a year. <laughs> Hopefully you blow it out of the water, you know? We play this back yeah. and you just chuckle. You're like, only a million on YouTube? You're like I a psh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so dumb back then. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? <laughs> I wasn't dreaming big enough. <laughs> but, um, all righty. Well, thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast. I really do appreciate of it. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is great. 
And this is pretty much going to conclude today's episode of Chasing the Hustle.